G'day guys, welcome back to Beers and Breakevens, brought to you by Bloke in a Bar, the official beer of sport, the unofficial beer of Supercoach. Go out and grab yourself a case this weekend. If you're a Tigers fan, you're probably short on beers as it stands right now after yesterday. A big day out and a huge day here on Beers and Breakevens. Uh, we welcome back our very own Jackson Hastings, Timmy Williams of Supercoach Playbook fame. Welcome back, brother. Cheers, mate. Good to be back. Not bad to be out compared to Jacko Hastings after the weekend that was. So, uh, not bad. Yeah, copped a three-week suspension. Back on the table, though. You've been you've been carrying a good load on the last last few. I weeks. think I might be Hastings after mate, this well, week. I, I've been informed that you've uh, reverted from being a, a draft specialist to a classic specialist in the last week. So, I'm sure we'll get to that pretty soon, though. <laughs> you bet your dick we will. Uh, <laughs> Maddie's also joining us, the Water Boy, mate. How are we? What's going on, Guru? Timmy, good to have you back. Good to be back. <laughs> now, we'll dive straight into our rankings and whatnot as it stands right now. I'll let uh, Timmy lead off. Yeah, mate. The, uh, what do we have? the Kuma Stallions into 4,000th overall. So 4,100, I should say. 1,210 on the weekend. Uh, that was with benching Katoni Stag. So after having him from round one and coughing a bit of stick for that one, though, I was more than happy to see him turn up and, and have him in my side. I think it's a, a negative 46 break even for him this week and people are scrambling to get him back. And um, mate, I've managed to save three trades so far. No trade boost used. So pretty happy with how things are standing. I'm very jealous on the trade boosts. <laughs> yeah. I've, I've used my fair whack of trade boost and mate, you mentioned stags there we've both still got him and i think it's been a real point of difference for us over the last few weeks yeah big time stags he i mean even said not scoring points to me on the weekend but he turned up the week before uh he and a couple of others we'll get to later in the show but dave Fafita stuck strong with him and uh, he's been a massive one after you know battling early on two pretty decent sized tons back to back uh been some some huge ones we'll talk about Fafita soon maddie have you got your scores and rankings yeah unfortunately I've are had, we traveling unfortunately i've had a worse week than last week uh, i only got 924 and my season rank is just under the 50,000 mark right now. Stay so, in the top 50%. Yeah. Yeah, that's. I yeah. guess that's all right. Yeah, so this is what happens <laughs> when, when, when you tune into beers and break even. You get in the top 50%. I had, a good, I had a good week two weeks ago, and I was like, fuck, I'm actually pretty good. And Supercoach then, rule 101 <laughs> is that if you're going shit in Supercoach, you just always refer to your percentage because it's way better than your actual rank. <laughs> <laughs> always. Uh, uh, myself, I had a really good week. This week, I'll talk about that in a moment. So I'm ranked at the moment 1,073. So sitting in a good spot. As we know, it's a sprint, not a marathon. So we are absolutely flying as it stands. Uh, <laughs> let's get into the beers and break evens group because uh, I'm ready to give myself a huge pat on the back as per usual. Uh, number one overall in that group, oh, what a night. Glenn, he's been in the top three uh, over the last few weeks. Absolutely flying. Glenn, he's sitting 10th overall, Timmy. 10th overall in the entire Supercoach. Great knock there. Luke, uh, his team is Team Hoppo. He's currently sitting second in the beers and break evens group. He's ranked 44th overall. Porch Light, Sam, I've assumed for the last three or four weeks he's a Sharkies fan. Uh, he's sitting in third place and 68th overall. Scrum and Coke, sensational name, Stephen. You've nailed that one. Uh, sitting fourth overall and 91 overall in Supercoach. And Ozdog, a new one in our top five, coached by Oscar. He's sitting exactly number 100 uh, overall in Supercoach and number five in our group. Uh, top scorer this week in our group. I might hand this one over to Timmy. One of the best-looking blokes in the group from what I've heard. 
No shoot for you, mate. The guru has finally come good. I've never I've never heard a quicker change of attitude from draft to classic than the last 24 hours. Uh, mate, top of the pile. Yeah, that's where I pay rent, my friends. <laughs> How good. <laughs> no, nah, short-lived, but uh, we'll enjoy that one. I think, it, mate, I, I just topped the group, and I think I'm 95th at the moment. So still... Plenty of ground to make up, mate. Considering I'm in the, I'm sitting 1,070th overall, and I'm 95th in our group. So pretty good pedigree in there, just quietly. Yeah, and you were 37th, I think it was for the week. You said, but 36, 36. But sorry, mate. I'm not offended. That's fine. <laughs> anyway, but mate, how far off top spot from the week it was crazy, hey? Mate, I was still 120 points yeah. off the top, which is insane. Like for, for being 36, 35 spots in front of me is still a colossal score away really like it's insane so uh yeah i think i have peaked very very early i feel like i'm not the guy that peaks in high school it's like i've peaked in fucking primary school in round six <laughs> but i'll take it as it is happy with that one mate let's dive into the show team list they dropped this afternoon for round six uh no real major things to come out of this we've got um over at the Manly Seagulls, uh, obviously Cole, he's a guy that a lot of people have brought in or have held from the start of the season. I thought he would absolutely shit into the centre spot, and he still may as the week goes on, mm. but Harper, he's been named as it stands right now. Thoughts on this one? Yeah, I bought in Cooler last week, had a, a bit of FOMO in terms of being a bottom dollar bloke with the break even he did last week. Um, came in, scored not terrific, but made 30k, negative 27 break even still there, so... Look, I'm not too concerned in the sense that, you know, yeah, potentially could have waited off on that one last week, but uh, there'll still be money to be made. That said, it wouldn't shock me to see him play this week. Uh, the fact that he hasn't been named at 14 for Manly, obviously with Dylan Walker there, um, that's all I really care about. He'll get his runs. He'll make cash in time. Um, as I said, not worried. I would be worried if Dylan Walker got injured. He's slotted in as a 14. Yep. But until then, if he's, if he's going between the starting side and extended bench, uh, I'm not too worried. And hopefully the money comes sooner rather than later. But as I said, it could be a bit, of a, a bit of a slow burner for us. And I think as well, just to keep an eye on here, is that Morgan Harper, he's coming in. He will be the right centre for the Manly Seagulls this week if they go as named. Of course, he's going to be marking the left centre for the Cronulla Sharks, the bus with eyes, Sifatalakai. So... For a guy that's already sort of struggling a little bit Harper, could this be any worse for him, realistically? Well, mate, Talakai's ending career is week after week at the moment. It'll be Harper this week, fortunately not cooler, so give it two weeks and cooler will be back in there. Yeah, fingers crossed. Mate, over at the Chooks, uh, Robbo, he's made a few changes. Well, not a few changes, but he's he's obviously Suwali. He's stuck with him. He's uh, He played his first game last weekend. Momorowski's come back into the centres after almost getting put in a body bag by Katoni Starks two weeks ago. And Angus Crichton, he holds his starting spot over Nat Butcher to just give my draft team another fisting. Angus Crichton, he's an interesting one for me. What are your thoughts? So we'll get to full trades later on, but the one that... Um, the way I'm looking at maybe is my first boost this week. I really want to get Josh King out of my side. He's maxed out. Still playing good minutes, but uh, he did rely on those attacking stats early on. It, yeah. it is time to cut ties with him. He's made a stack of cash for us. Um, I really want to get rid of Josh King, shift Tam Lolo up to the front row, partner him with Jai Arrow, uh, and then have a gun back row spot there to open up. 
I've got a bit of money to spend there to do it, but Angus Crichton is the bloke. He's about 530k who I'd love to get in. I just don't know what Trent Robbo's doing with his back row at the moment. Between Nat Butcher, who's sort of in and out there, I mean, prior to playing 80 on the weekend, Crichton, I think he played, was it three sub 50 minute games in a row, a few like 35 minute games there. So, you know, you're not paying 400k for him. Yes, he's proven he's got the pedigree. We know that if he's playing 80, he's arguably the best or top sort of three back rows in Supercoach. But, you know, if we bring him in, the other thing, the Roosters play um, on Anzac Day, so at the mm-hmm. end of the round, if there's a game day swap, it's too late and he'll already be in your team and he might play 35 minutes. You're just left short. So I'd love Crichton, but um, I just think there's too much risk to do it at this stage. If you're at the point in the season we're at, Origin, it's about six or seven weeks away, do you start to consider that with a guy like Angus as well? Absolutely, mm. you do. And, and there's there's multiple sort of blokes um, who, who are in this boat that you do consider. Um, and you've got to you've got to start looking at blokes you're trading out as well who you're thinking... I want to get rid of them now, but then you go, oh, shit, they're an extra number for that first bye week. Um, can I hold on to them again? They're going to hold value to that point um, because it's so, so important. I know a lot of people haven't looked at that at all, and they've got bugger all numbers for that first bye week. Um, but, you know, it's, it's not fully necessary at the moment, but definitely worth keeping an eye on. The other one that we'll start to look at in the next sort of week or two is not only the blokes that are missing to the origin week, but who's on the quick backup following origin. So then you, you amplify chances of them missing another week after. Yeah. Um, you know, Cam Rays, for example, who's top dollar at the moment, he'll be missing origin weeks, possibly the week after that. Um, are there better options? So, yeah. Another guy that has been named today that we were a little bit worried about, Ryan Pappenhausen. I imagine the vast majority of us are Pappy owners. Uh, obviously carried that ankle injury throughout last week's game. He has been named. So uh, I think without him, that would have been a little bit of panic stations for people out there, right? Yeah, and they've got a long turnaround, uh, Melbourne, in that one to that end day game against the Warriors, which is good for Pappy. Um, I think he was playing golf the day after he did it, wasn't he? So Correct. That, so they, that saved a little bit. To be honest, as a non-Nico Hines owner, I wouldn't have hated for Pappy to be out for a couple of weeks. So I could just make that switch and watch Nico and breathe a little bit easier watching the Sharkies play. But, uh, look, it is a relief to see him play and gives us a few more options this week. Now, mate, before we get into listener questions, we have got a couple of topics that we want to touch on, and I'm very keen to hear your opinion on this. Uh, you know, obviously, we've seen a lot of guys that we would consider keepers or guns in Supercoach that have been sold over the last few weeks. You mentioned Fafita earlier. I'm seriously considering letting James Tedesco go this week where do you sit on letting guns go at this point of the season i think what the first sort of six rounds has taught us is that pedigree is so important in super coach and it's reliable short-term form isn't uh, and we've seen that in guys like dave Fafita, uh, guys like Tony stags who Stags after a slow start has now made 70 or 70 or 80k, averaging 56. Uh, everyone's looking to bring him back into their team. People who started with him got rid of him. They'll be bringing him back. Two trades gone. Um, when he had years of you know strong super coach output to, to go with, Dave Fafita is now averaging 78 points, 730k. Uh, he's got a low break even, and you know when there's a lot of good trades again this week, break in of eight. He could be onwards of 800k if he goes big again this week. And all mm. of a sudden, when you're trying to get Nathan Cleary into your team, Nico Hines, Payne House, Tommy Turbo in a few weeks, Fafita might be the one that got away. So more than anything, it's saving those trades on proven supercoach players. And then on the flip side, you look at guys like... And I understand there's exceptions to this in that you've got your, your cash grabs, but guys like Bo Fermor, Peter Hicku, these sort of blokes who people are jumping out going, oh, you know, 
two big weeks, you know, like this could be their year, big base and that. Um, they're anomalies, effectively, and you mm. go and jump onto them, they make 60K, and you've used two trades to get rid of a stags and bring in one of these guys and earn yourself about you know, 80K between the trades. So it's like, I think it just pays to, to back pedigree as much as you can. So Tedesco this week, where are you sitting? Tedesco, I will probably not be selling. However, as I mentioned, I don't own Nico Hines and mm. that terrifies me. The plan was to, to go Mitchie Moses this week to Cleary, which I think I've locked in, and then go Schneider down to, well, in time it was meant to be Schneider up to Hines at halfback. But now there's the emergence of Taff at the Bunnies, who I think is effectively a must-have this week. Kicking goals in a good team, um, you know, relentless attacking unit, soft draw. I, I just think you have to have him at a, a tick over 200k. So you've got them two, then you go down to Pappenhausen and Teddy in fullback. It's like he has to come in somewhere, and I'm trying to work out how I fit Taff into my team and then Nico Hines in, obviously both being dual half fullback. Um, as it stands, my plan is to dodge... Very hesitantly, Nico for another two or three weeks Ooh. and run with Taff, who probably won't be in my 17, but there's big money to be made there, and hold Teddy. But yeah. come Thursday night, I could backflip and flip Teddy down to Taff at fullback and get Hines in, which, yeah. you know, it seems the smarter play, but I've just gone on a rant about backing pedigree and guys like James Tedesco, who still has a soft draw. Um, I'm on the fence with it early in the week. The Roosters, they just don't look like the roosters that we know i just i think it's going to take a few more weeks for them to click and i'm sure that over the next three weeks there will be a game where he hits 120 mm. 130 but i just don't think it's going to be consistent over the next few weeks i'm thinking of doing the same thing i'm thinking uh tedesco to taff and then schneider up to nico hines which will give me cleary and hines and i honestly i just want that as quickly as i can possibly get it yeah, and, and it becomes a bit of a, a risk minimisation sort of tactic. It, it's obviously no surprise that the stats, the ownership stats are skewed, um, that the higher-up guys have owned Nico, you know, basically from the start or early on in the season. Um, so if Nico does come out and goes 120-120-120 and Teddy goes 50-50-50, you can be left behind from those guys at the top of the rankings. Yeah. So it's like Teddy's 29% ownership at the moment. That'll drop this week. He's one of the most sold a lot will probably flip to say Nico Hines, so his his ownership's going to skyrocket. So even if you're not happy about it, you know it could just be the safe play to get Nico in and not worry about that sort of thing. Um, it, it's a polarising one this week. And mate, like you, you mentioned before, the Sharks draw over the next few weeks. I just watch Hines, and he is just he's everything for them. They got Manly, Brisbane, Warriors, Canberra, Titans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's going to be tough that, watch. That's that sit know. behind the lounge shit while yeah. you're watching. That would be terrifying. And uh, yeah, I, I, I'm I'm just going all in on getting those guys. Nathan Cleary. Um, I was very some of my calls very hit and miss whilst you were away. <laughs> the one thing I think I nailed was Nathan Cleary. I uh, said a few weeks ago, I don't think you'll lose as much catch as everyone is anticipating. Came out and brained it with 150 on the weekend. It's going to sit in his rolling average for the next few weeks. I'm stoked. I've already got Cleary. Um, is this week going to be the cheapest you're going to be able to get Cleary, you think? I don't know about the cheapest because we'll get, uh, you know, it, it, when you're priced at over 900k, it only takes a few downer weeks uh, to see your price drop significantly. But, you know, he's got that 150 in his three-week rolling average for a while now, break-even 67. As you said, it's a, well, it's a soft draw camp next two weeks, Raiders, Titans. Then he goes Parramatta, Melbourne, Roosters, but... 
you know, he's pretty fixture-proof, isn't he, Cleary? It doesn't really matter who he plays. Um, I have never been more confident of someone being mm. match-up-proof yeah. than Cleary as it stands. And even those games, I mean, he's if he just brings his goal-kicking boots, I think he's not going to go sub-70 in those games, I no. don't think. And we've got anyone who jumped on Mitchie Moses or Dylan Brown, I was fortunate enough to have both of them on my side at the moment. They're both peaked in value. Their draw's still all right, Parramatta. They've got the Knights this week, and then it might be someone a bit softer the week after. Um, so still, I think to the Cowboys. So soft games and points going potential there, but they've both got high break-evens. Um, and while they're looking looking good up until the weekend, particularly Supercoach-wise, Moses and Brown, time to cut ways with them. You can go one of them to, to via Jules, if it's Nate, uh, sorry, Dylan Brown, to Nathan Cleary, and it, it's just a bit of a no-brainer. You can get Cleary in as... He's not a set and forget skipper because there's a lot of good matchups that'll pop up. Um, but close to a set and forget skipper each week, you know, it's clear he could go 150 this week and 150 again next week. And all of a sudden he's over that million dollars and you're just scrambling to get him. So, I mean, talk about risk management, um, just get him in. Yeah, I, I think it's a very bold play if you don't just tear the house apart to get him in this week. Yeah. And there's a lot of people. Um, you have to cut ties with, you know, beat cash cows early or fallen guns, whatever it might be. Schneider, Brad Schneider at the Raiders has got a break even of two. He's got more money to be made for one more week. Uh, he's got a 65 in his rolling average from two weeks ago, 53 from last week. So, mate, I'd be very surprised if he went over, say, 50 against Penrith this week in Penrith. <coughs> Raiders aren't showing a lot of ticker at the moment. So, you know, if he goes sub-50 this week, all of a sudden that break even becomes 60 or 70 and the money's done there. So... I mean, I said I'm going early on Schneider to Taft, but he might be your ticket to Cleary as well. It's a lot of money, but if you can free it up elsewhere, maybe it is a Tedesco to, to Taft, then you can go Schneider to Cleary. So just just pull the trigger. Oh, I just think it's too perfect this week to have Taft sitting there and to have the ability to go to either Cleary or to Hines. Cleary for me, but I just think you have to pull the trigger on at least one of them. Yeah, and seriously good options and a, a big week to potentially bring in the boost there because there's a few other good buys on the horizon as well. Yeah, uh, mate, uh, just throwing off the dome here. Where do you sit on the boosts? Obviously, you haven't used any yet, which I'm incredibly jealous of and yeah. very impressed with. Uh, I'm I'm thinking that I will use one this week to get um, Nico Hines in and a couple of other guys that I'm after, Taff, and one other gun somewhere after work out who it is. If I do that this week, I've used three boosts already. Have I overdone it? You haven't overdone it. I just think you want probably at least two for the post-Origin 1 period where yeah. we're planning as obviously overall players for to get through that second major bye week and maximise numbers in our team. Now, I said, I've, I've been fortunate, and, and everyone's circumstances are different. People have different trade strategies, but my team's been set up, and I've been lucky enough with cash cows. Um, you know, my team, I haven't sort of had to trade too much. Other people haven't had that. They might have had injuries, concussions, suspensions, whatever. Um, I wouldn't want to be getting under two before Origin because yeah. I do think you'll need at least those two extra trades. gives you two extra numbers for the second major bye week, which, you know, that could be 70 and 70 points, which is a lot, um, mm. really, when you think about it. I'm going to save as many as I can for that post-Origin one. Um, but at the same time, like in your, your case, if you use another one this week and then in two or three weeks time, there's three just golden buys that you have to have all of them, you'll be going, geez, I'll pull the trigger on another one. Yeah. And it's, it's just, I think if you can save your boost, do it whenever you can and don't push it. Like it's, it's a real luxury to have, but we shouldn't take it for granted. For sure. And I think that, um, I mean, mate, like as much as I've already used two, 
because I'm sitting with a rank of a thousand. I think I've used them, and they've actually produced yeah. results there for me. You must be stoked sitting at a rank four thousand. You haven't used one yet. That's huge. Yeah, I am. So I've yes, it's sitting four thousand, but I probably haven't been this happy with my team. This you know six rounds into the comp in many years, like yeah. I've just managed to save three trades as well. So people who have used max trades and used sort of three boosts. Um, you know, I've saved sort of six trades on them after six rounds, which is pretty crazy. So, man, I'm very happy that all my cash cows are doing a job. Malolo's jewel, I'm stoked with because he can slot up into the front row. Um, Fuck, it's a little blessing, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It's really handy, that yeah. one. So, mate, really happy with my side at the moment. I've got five gun centres at the moment as well. So, I've got that luxury of, of being able to sort of chop and change each week based on matchup. Burnt me last week with Stags, obviously, and this will happen. Yeah. But the fact that I've got that, that fifth gun centre wing option to play with, it, it's a very handy thing to have. I've got them five, actually, and that's with Isaac Targo up at second row. So, with a bit of luck, I can get him back down to centre wing soon enough. And you can just literally go, all right. Four of the six center wings, who's got the best games, and you plot them in. Yeah, plot them in. Mm. Flying. Mate, let's dive into some listener questions. These have been very popular over the last few weeks. Uh, first one comes from at Golden Pointers. He says, is it time to trade Fermo up in the 2RF to Olakawatu? Love the show, by the way. I assume he means the last three weeks, but I'm sure he'll enjoy <laughs> yeah, it with yeah. you back, no <laughs> doubt. But Fermo in the second row to Olakawatu. I've had Olakawatu from the start, and... I'm so fucking glad I do. Mm. He is just a machine, isn't he? Mate, how good he looked. And things are only going to get better as mainly, in theory, get better when Tommy Turbo comes back. Again, it's a pretty soft draw for them, so he'll keep scoring tries. I brought him in after, I think, two rounds, and I've just been stoked with him ever since. I think the first week he might have gone 40-odd in torrential conditions. Yep. Um, Furmore, look, in the end, he's only made not that much money for owners. Break even of 71. Time to move him on now. Olakwatu's great, mate. He's, he's pretty low ownership. Um, eye test looks phenomenal. They use him a lot. <clears throat> he has a big work ethic, does he? Like, he goes looking for That's ball. what people don't talk about. Yeah. yeah, they play short, they play short, they play short. But he goes. He often comes through the middle and just takes them, them bruising hit-ups through the guts for a bit of go forward. Um, so instead of having 10 runs a game... You know, when you look at Dave Fafita, who people are bashing for not getting in there and getting involved, Olaquatu's doing the complete opposite. Between the 30-metre lines, he does a heap of work, an absolute heap. He comes looking for it all the time. If he knocks out a 65 this week without a try, which is more than possible from him, is he a must-have? He's not a must-have because there's a lot of really good back row options. Mm. I mean, you look at, I know he's dual front row, but um, I'll say Papaliti, who's been unbelievable this year. Ken Murray's been unbelievable, who are top dollar. You've got Dave Fafita, who's now going nuts. <clears throat> there's lots of really good back row options, but break even of nine, he's set to make you know some pretty decent coin there and could be over 600K after this week. I just love the way DC, DC gets so much out of him, doesn't he? He's unbelievable, DC, just isolating um, his back rower on the half on the other side. And when your back rower's Olakuatu and he's going one-on-one at a little half, it's just like, mate, good luck. It's over. And he just scores so many tries as a result of that. Uh, but on top of that, he offloads, he can ball play a little bit. Like, he just he's a terrific supercoach player and uh, a really good pick-up. So to answer the question, firm at Olakuatu, big time. Yeah, and we spoke about on Bloke in a Bar this week, like... He does it in so many ways. He gets on the end of kicks. He comes under. He runs that. He runs that short line off off the play the ball last week. Like he just puts himself in positions to score points. I, I've got him in my draft quick, team too. Quick side note: the other night, uh, a couple of weeks ago, back home in Cooma, and had a multi on three three or four leg. It might have been with a minute to go, sitting around the house with the boys, having a couple of cheeky beers, and I've said, just quietly, I've got a pretty decent paid if Olakwatu can score here. 
Someone coming who I was rolled kicking behind the line for him, dove on it, two minutes to go, on you beauty. The last play of the game, yeah. Oh, whoever they were playing kicked off, went short, didn't make it, went back upfield, ended up under the post. Last play of the game, Lawton grabbed it on the post, Paseca jumped on it. <laughs> it was all good. I had the 32 under points and got yeah. to like 34. I was like, mate, retiring from punting forever. So, Hamole, I still love you, but Taniela Paseca's dead to me. I am a fucking fiend for an Olakuatu anytime try a scorer. <laughs> yeah. It's the worst value in the world, but I froth it. Yeah. It's about $3.20 now. It's fucking oh. ridiculous for him, but he just seems to get there every week. The SC Playbook Podcast has teamed up with proud sponsors Pat and George from Mortgage Choice Sutherland, Cronulla and Wollongong this season. The boys are experts in all types of home, commercial and car loans. So whether you're a local or living interstate and looking to purchase your first ever home, or chase the last rate for your refinance, give them a call on 9521-1611 today and mention SC Playbook for your free tailored expert advice session. Mate, let's move to our next one. This one comes from at Highlight Best Sports. Is Sawali worth starting? I thought he looked really good for the Roosters last week. I think he's well and truly up to first grade in that Sydney Roosters side. Um, He will score more and more points. He's got... Pretty good real estate outside Joey Manu, who was pretty quiet last week, but before then has just been absolutely killing it. Uh, Suwali, do you start him? Probably not this week, mm. and I wouldn't be buying him this week either. He um, 260K break even of 33, because he's only played the one game, so we won't get a price moving anyway. Um, Trent Robbo's been playing silly bugs. We, nothing more we hate in the Supercoach world than coaches stuffing it with their team list because it makes Supercoach a hard, harder game than it has to be. It's almost like they don't play it, you know? Uh, I don't think it'll be that, mate. But um, <laughs> Billy Smith, who's been, who was said to be one week out injured, has been about four weeks now, still not on the, in the team sheet for the Roosters anywhere to be seen. So it worries me a little bit with the Roosters' form and then there's Billy Smith coming back. Um, there's a few other sort of players floating around there. Kevin Aguama dropped this week, obviously. Yeah. <clears throat> Loves a game day change as well, Robbo. So... Next week, he's probably going to be a fantastic buy. But at the same time, at 260k, he's not bottom dollar. So if he does go 30 or 40 again this week, he's not even going to be a must-have next week as such. Yeah. Um, I think we can wait on it. Um, you know, he's a young body. He's a big boy. But it's just one for two. So in terms of pl- if you do own him already, a lot of people started with him. Playing him this week against the Dragons, day game there on Anzac Day, I think he's a fine player, yeah. I'd, I'd be happy to. Um, I wouldn't be taking out a gun from my centre wing two playing, but if yeah. you've got him, why not? Pod, high upside. As a full CTW, I don't mind yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let's move to the next one from at the Don Files. Time to trade Kiku, kick out and TPJ. Good God, I'm glad these are two names I haven't had to deal with. Kia and TPJ, yeah, right. So kick has a bit of a funny one, isn't he, matey? So attack reliant. Start of the year, we're saying he's funny, but he, he he's exactly who he tells you is every fucking week. Mm. You know what you're going into every week. Yeah. You know you're going to get 26 this week, 76 in two weeks' time. And when you he's like Joey Manu, when you're on him at the right time, yeah, absolutely shit him. But other than that, you're giving Panadol a headache. It's a nightmare. <laughs> yeah. Like start of the season on five and 87, 87, 31, 82, and you're like, it could just be that his attack is so good he'll keep getting attacking starts. And then you look at him now, he's gone 40 and 37 in back-to-back weeks. He's only averaging 61 points from a bloke who was firing. It's like, and he's been the same every single year. Like, yep. You're right. He's one of the ones where you know, he's a hard bloke to sell at top dollar, but because he does have these big scores in a row and gets to that 6, 650K, you almost have to trade him on. 
tough thing to do. TPJ is an interesting one, and mate, I certainly wouldn't be um, trading him at all. And if it wasn't for sort of his injury and suspension history, TPJ is a guy that interests me. Like he's offloading like an absolute maniac, even by his standards. He's just come off games against Manly, Melbourne, Penrith, and the Rabbitohs. The draw now opens up and gets a bit easier for them. He's played 80 minutes in back-to-back weeks, sort of chopping and changing between the middle and the back row there. They don't have a lot of strike, the doggy, so they're relying on him, and he's obviously got that offloading license. The fact that he's dual front row, second row, if you can mm. plot him in at the front row at low ownership, he's got a massive ceiling on him. Um, like I, th- I honestly think he's a genuinely good buy. I- I'm not doing it, but for anyone who likes to ride the roller coaster a bit, he um, yeah, no way would I be selling. Yeah, it's a roller coaster that I cannot line up for. Yeah. But mate, 39 base to start this season, bloody impressive. Considering that he's played, you know, he hasn't played 80 minutes in majority of those games. Very good. Um, and and a few of those games were put it this way: the dogs are going to have a few games where they're belted, but. They've been against relentless opposition, as I said, the last month. As they come against easy games, there'll be more ball in play. There won't be a lot of time for changeovers from tries and goals and kickoffs, restarts, all that sort of stuff. More ball in play for an 80-minute TPJ. It, it can only be a good thing. So the fact that he's averaging, I mean, it's only 56 so far, but that was in his first two rounds. He played 50 and 46 minutes. He's then gone 70 minutes, 80 minutes, 80 minutes, where his average is up towards that early to mid-60s. Uh, don't hate it. The 82 against Melbourne, just him mm. sort of whispering by me, but I just I, I just days. can't trust this guy. Yeah. I, just, I can't do it. I If he kills it and everyone else has him, I'll go, well done to you guys. You nailed that. I just I can't get up in the morning knowing that I'm relying on Tavita Pangai Jr. on the weekend. I can't do it. Um, the next one comes from Junior Glover, big fan of the show. Tunes in every week. Pappy to... Cleary, Pappy has been named. Obviously, this question came in yesterday, so potentially he might have thought he was injured, but Pappy has been named. I personally think Pappy's a must-have for the entire season, but I'm yeah. a little bit biased in my draft team. What do you think? Yeah, big time. Um, and people, have, even if that did come in before team list and Pappy was named after that ankle injury, he, <clears throat> there'd be people who'd be just going, we need to get Cleary in, like, there's nothing more people, Supercoach, love more than a rage trade based on one bad week. Not that Pappy was bad last week, but he's gone 39, 67 back-to-back weeks. The two weeks before that, 193 and 107. Pappy's just set and forget for the entire season. There's every chance he doesn't play Origin, so he's, he's every extra coverage there for us. Just hold him. There's got like there's got to be other avenues to Nathan Cleary in your team. Surely. Yeah. Surely. Oh, yeah. That second fullback <laughs> spot for anyone running Teddy or whoever else, that if that's Nico there, you can shift Nico to the halves. Like, there's ways to do it. Yeah. Ways to go about it. Uh, next one comes from Bly137. Ruben Garrick or Joey Manu? Uh, two guys that I don't think I could go either of them at the moment. Uh, Garrick, maybe once Turbo's back, I would have a look at him, but. Joey Manu, similar to Kikau, he's so good when he's on, but when you get weeks like last week, it can be really tough to watch. If you had to choose one of them, which way are you going? Like you, mate, I wouldn't go either. Um, not Manu because he's got that 27 in his rolling average now. Break even 77, but when that 104 from the week four drops out, yep. that'll sky. Sorry, my voice is on the way out. Um, I just think 680K, he should leak cash. He said he's always been pretty similar, Joey Man. He's he's been better the last eighteen months of action, super yep. wise, but he's just not quite there for me, consistency wise. I think there's better up not so much upside options, but I think there's better options in the game. Um put it this way, if he has another one or two lowest weeks and he drops below six hundred, five fifty K, 
for sure I'll have a look. But at 680k, I think there's other fallen guns that you can get. I had um, Campbell Graham last week for that Bunnies game. It was a mm-hmm. bit of a pod CT dub move. Sort of watched the game and just did not get any ball. He set up one really nice try there, but I was like, geez, this could be ordinary. Upgraded like 55 points pretty effortlessly. Um, I think there's better, yeah, five 550k options than Manu. Garrick is just... Just wait till Tommy Turbo's back and then he'll be a massive option. I'll tell you who else, you know, you mentioned just effortless <coughs> points. Another guy sitting around the 535k mark, a guy that scores points every single week, Lomax. He's averaging 60 points so far this season. And I, I watch him and, you know, I'm never like, oh my God, he absolutely brained at this game. But there's going to be games where he's going to score a try or two, which just having a, a look at his stats, he hasn't. They, they, they've essentially all been goal kicks. And he's averaging 60 points so far. Pretty impressive. Yeah, 35 in base is a big one for Lomax. He, every season, he's got enormous work ethic. Goals on top of it. Uh, I wouldn't jump on him just yet. Roosters this week in what'll be a tough end at that game. Tigers are right. Storm down in, at Amy Park in three weeks' time. Just for me, and we've spoken about this before, but I just want attacking players from good teams. Yeah. Um, I was going to say no knock on the Dragons, but it is a knock on the Dragons. Definitely a knock on the Dragons. Yeah, it's definitely a knock on the Dragons. They're just not that good an attacking team. Um, So you want to target blokes, you know, ideally in in your Melbournes, your Panthers, your Bunnies, who are going to put 50 on teams. And in any one of those weeks, you know, Campbell Graham or Alex Johnston or Targa, whoever it might be, could have three tries and two assists and go 150. Lomax in a good team... He'd be a must-have, effectively. Yeah. But at the Dragons, I just don't think he's getting those opportunities, despite having 60 points. Rock solid, but I just I want those higher upside guys. Yep, fair shout. And next one comes from <coughs> Sam. He says, Hines and clear at half, even if I have to trade Schneider. <coughs> I've spoken about this. I'm more than happy to do it, especially if you're bringing in Taft to make some coin there. Where do you sit? Yeah, big time, mate. As I said, I think Schneider doesn't probably score that well against Penrith this week unless the Raiders really step up and put it to Penrith in Penrith. Um Relatively unlikely. I just think it's time to move Schneider on. As I said, it is a week early, but from next week, he's probably going to have a, a big break even. The cash has been made there. He's done a great job for us. But the fact that you can have Hines and Cleary, look, yes, please. Yeah. One more question before you die over there. Mate, I'm In going, all hey. fucking sorts. Yeah. All right, next one comes from Jai. To keep <clears throat> Teddy and be faithful or to bring in Taft to make cash and try another gun. Sort of already covered this to some extent. We have, and, and look, I do think... So I'm assuming he's sitting there with Hines and Cleary in the halves and going, how important is Taft? Do I cut a gun like Teddy? It kills me to say this, but the fact that you can make, what, about 450k there, Teddy's dropping cash, got a three-figure break even, which he could hit, to be fair, but all likely that he drops cash. Taft's going to make a stack of cash, goal-kicking a gun bunny side. I think you've just got to do it, because I assume that team also has Pappenhausen at fullback, so... Teddy's the one that has to go there, um, and I'd, I'd be doing everything I could to get him into my side. Now, before we do go, just having a look at the games this weekend, captains-wise, good matchups. You've always got Nico Hines against the Manly Seagulls at Shark Park on Thursday night. Uh, it's a guy that's got VC written on his forehead there. You've got uh, Tony Staggs, if you still have him like we do, against the Bulldogs. Is this one that you'll consider for a VC? Yeah, definitely, mate, and it'll all depend. I mean... For anyone bringing Cleary in this week, he's the obvious one. Sunday Arvo against the Raiders there. Mate, I don't hate Pappenhausen against the Warriors. Again, it's a pun. It, it, it's a tough one because the Warriors can get up for this big uh, Anzac Day clash. It's yeah, also the like, last game of the week coming off a bit of an injury yeah, cloud. Yeah, who knows if there's a laid out or something. Um, but yeah, plenty of VCs there. I think, you know, if you're getting Cleary, you basically just lock him in. Yeah. Um, 
Like Pappy, we know what Pappy can do. It's tempting, but I, I think you've just mate. If you're there. fucking captaining Pappy, you have the biggest balls in the world. He's a that freak. could fist, yeah. But you don't know. He, he could pull out. It's Monday. That's right. We just whack it on Harry Grant. Otherwise, no dramas. Ken Munster. God, that's a big day. <laughs> Clearly for me, I think I'll be going Stags or Hines in those first two games. Guys, uh, thank you for tuning in once again to Beers and Break Even. Subscribe, comment, like. Do all the good stuff for us. Brought to you by Bloke in a Bar. Go out and grab a case this weekend. Timmy, so good to have you back, legend. Uh, looking forward to the rest of the season. Cheers, Guru, and good to be back, mate. And, uh, yeah, plenty of big things to come with a bit of luck. Beautiful. Keep an eye on Matty the Waterboy. Might skim into the top 40,000 this week. I've got a feeling. What do you reckon? <laughs> oh, if I'm lucky. If yeah. I'm lucky. We're backing you, brother. <laughs> Cheers, legends. See you next week.